Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike, I'm joined by the one and the only Al. I am the only tonight because we don't have Anton. It's just no. you and me. It feels really lonely. He's aunt, nobody else here. He's Ant off tonight. Wah, Anton. Wah, wah. Um, Actually, that was that was quite good. I should give you credit for that. <laughs> don't jump to conclusions. I'm not just a pretty face. Sorry, I'm not a pretty face. Sorry, no, I'm not just a pretty face. We'll oh, you got there before I got to say it. Yeah, I had to say it first, didn't I? Because I knew it was coming. Anyway, uh, we are back for another episode. It's a little later in the week. We're recording this on Wednesday, but that's because, well, life has got um, slightly mad. I've... Uh, I, I had to wait for a few days to find out if I had COVID, um, which thankfully it doesn't appear that I have. Um, however, unfortunately, there are other people that were with me that now do in a working situation. So it's um, yeah, it's it's never it's never fun. It's never nice, and it's just a reminder that it's um, it's still here. Yeah, you've had some ups and downs, and to be fair, I mean, you've you've had health ups and downs. You were ill anyway. I mean, you gen- you have. Been I was Ill. genuinely ill this week, and I think that didn't help because, of course, a lot of the symptoms were the same. Um, and then, of course, you've got cases around you, and you're thinking, "Oh, I've obviously got it," um, but it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was just a coincidence. Yep, you was just poorly, and I've just been ridiculously busy, and Anton's been ridiculously busy. So this is the first opportunity we've had to sit down and record a show. I know, I know. But here we are, we've made it. Um, and first question, as always, is have you played anything this week, Al? I want to say no, but I have got games. I, I don't... You know, we've not recorded an episode since it was my birthday. It was my birthday last week, Mike, and I got Mario Golf. Huzzah! You did, you did. But it's still wrapped up in itself, and I've not had a chance to even open it, and I'm lamenting this fact. I'm looking forward to Saturday, because Saturday apparently is not supposed to be very nice weather-wise. That means I might get some time to sit down and open and play the game. Interestingly, I've just found out that I am now off on Saturday because we can't do what we were previously going to do because of the current situation. So maybe we need to see if we can get together to play some Mario Golf. Yes, and I now have new Joy-Cons. I got some Ooh. more Joy-Cons, and I'm now the proud owner of five working Joy-Cons. One Ooh. has gone in the bin, so I've now got sort of five working Joy-Cons, which means I can play Mario Party, we can play Mario Golf, we can do all this Ooh. good stuff. So come on over, buddy, we're playing some games. I wonder if I can, yeah, let's 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 have a chat about that. I'm sure nobody else really needs to know about our Saturday night plans, but still, you know, it's um, it's you will want to know once we've played Mario Golf, though. And Mario Party, so... You wear yeah. that sparkly number, you know, I'll get dressed up for you as well. Just the usual. Okay, <laughs> uh, I played... So, I actually, there's... I mention this all the time, but in our uh, Discord, there's a channel for bargains, and usually I talk about bargains on the Roundup episode, which is for our Patreons, but one or two of our Patreon uh, team have been throwing in all sorts of bargains in there, and one of the ones that came up is a game called The Little Acre, which is a point and click, and it's ninety nine pence down from nine ninety nine right now. And um, I started that, and I think you're going to like this one, Al. I think you should play this. It's um, is developed by a team, Pewter Games, alongside an executive producer Charles Cecil, who did Broken Sword and Beneath a Steel Sky. Um, it's a point and click, and um, it's quite short, which is great for me because it's ninety nine pence at the moment. It's normally a ten. I think ninety nine p is brilliant. And it, and it looks good. Um, and I started it and I, I really love the animation. It feels like a classic point and click, but just done a little bit more modern. So I would say The Little Acre could be a good one for you. In that case, 
That's me just <laughs> unlocking the switch right now and heading to the eShop. Do you know what? It's not going to change like the world, but it's it's just a it's just a nice point and click. I know you appreciate a point and click as well. It's the very nineties influenced one. You're going to like it, so check it. I out. do. I do enjoy a good point and click, and anything that's sort of that era. It just yeah. smacks with nostalgia. I'm pretty sure the playtime is only like a couple of hours as well, which is quite that's nice. Perfect. For 99p, you know, you can spend a night doing it and then that's it. You don't play it again and, and great, you know. So there you are. So one recommendation for you. Apart from that, I've played a bit of Rocket League. I haven't played an awful lot this week, to be honest. It's 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 got very busy as we talked about and touched on. So I won't dwell on what I haven't played this week. And I think what we'll do instead is just move straight on to this week's news. Tell us. First up, Plugin Digital have showcased Instant Sports Paradise for the Nintendo Switch. It's uh, 15 beach-based mini-games, and it's coming out on the fifth. Uh, sorry, the first of September. Do you want to buy instantly this Instant Sports Paradise? Because if you do, it's already out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this. I just saw this and went, "Wait, hold on. Am I? Is this the Wii? Have we gone back ten yeah, years, fifteen years? It just looks like a Wii game, but that's not." That's not really a bad thing. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying it in a, oh, they were great fun playing games like that. I've not done it for ages. It just smacks of Wii. (laughs) You, no, no, no. I'm not sure if that's a great statement, but yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) I do like the look of this in the sense that, um, as you said, it is like playing Wii Wii Sports. It seems to have plenty of mini-games, which looks good. The mini-games seem to be a good standard from what people have said. Um, One of the criticisms are that some of the challenges are quite tricky and a couple of them aren't as fun as they should be but generally it's pretty good um and it's a solid kind of you know it's fairly well reviewed it's not again it's not going to break any records in terms of amazing review scores but it's certainly reviewed well enough um and yeah i don't know what's the price on this do we know what 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 they're selling it for because i think that's going to be the key well yes that's the problem it is currently at 30 well i presume Mm. this is translated but it's 31.49 in Pounds, and that's down as uh, UK, EU, and AU, which I presume is uh, Australia. So it'll be roughly thirty to thirty-five pounds, which is too much. If it was fifteen pounds, yep, yeah, on that bandwagon, thirty quid. Nope, we'll wait. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Unfortunately, and it's these kind of games, they don't always come down in price in the eShop e- either. They're kind of these kind of ones that stick around that price. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on on it. Like you, I shall wait. Uh, for some sort of sale. It'll be in a bargain bin. They're making a physical version of it. It's oh, well, fine. there we go. It'll be like every copy of Wii Sports. Next up, Atari have showcased Centipede Recharged for the Nintendo Switch. It's coming out on the 29th of September. It is the original Centipede game reimagined for modern gameplay with some vibrant visuals and a better field of play, 16 by 9 um, It's got the original soundtrack, which a lot of people will be happy about because that is one of its selling points. And yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive centipede player um i never really was it's not one of the games i loved as a kid particularly even going back to atari games it wasn't one that i was ever that into but what i will say they've kind of done that tetris effect thing on it where the where they've 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 made it very vibrant and very kind of neon and i think that kind of suits it yeah there's definitely a thing going on at the moment i mean i reviewed what's a space invaders invincible collection Mm -hmm. which has done the same thing they're taking all the old games from the arcades giving them a a lick of paint and pushing them back out again and to be fair these games are still good fun and it's a nice way to introduce some classic games to probably a new generation of gamers as well as people like us who are old and nostalgic for such things um uh, the cynic in me does kind of go money for old rope but 
if they've done it as well as they managed to do um, some of the other games, okay, it's not the same developer, but some of these recent reincarnations, then it might be worth uh, a look. It's just a shame that the uh, PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X version, they get, you know, 4K, 120 frames per second. Mm. We don't get that because, well, Switch would probably explode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of think... The, the fact it's seven ninety nine, I think, is good. Uh, it's not expensive. I think it's the right price range, and I think as well as that, if they're going to change things up, they've gone for a style that we know is probably going to work. So I, I think they've done a good enough job with it, you know. And to be fair, I mean, they've changed the gameplay a bit. I mean, there there's some add-ons that they've they've put in sort of even some power-ups which weren't in the originals and it's exploding bullets and shotguns and random stuff yeah but you know they're they're tweaking it they're making it a little bit more than it was so yeah. sure next up this is the one i've been waiting to talk about it's from nippon columbia they showcased oshiri tantai poopoo being the word mirai no my tantai tuju for the nintendo switch sorry it's, i did, didn't hear that can you say that again i uh, know you'll have to look it up uh, it's based on an anime uh, it's um currently only planned for japan but basically it's um well you play the butt detective <laughs> you're a detective with a butt for a face <laughs> apparently this is a huge thing in, in japan which i've completely missed this even though it has been translated to the west it is apparently on netflix as the butt detective that is literally what the show is called yeah. it's about a butt detective they are a detective with a massive butt for, for a, a face. face and horribly they eat sweet potatoes i don't want to even think about that that's just it's just wrong but anyway in Japan there's all this merchandise there's all these spin-off things and it was inevitable there's going to be a game now there's a game coming Mm. and the fact that there's a Netflix sort of westernisation means we will probably at some point get this game coming our way whether we want it or not (laughs) yeah I just wonder if this is the kind of game that is you know it's it's going to go with the winds of change, you know. It's going to sort of blow in and blow out, and and you know, is it going to be? Anyway, I'll stop. But yeah, stop I, tooting your own trumpet with hey, these puns. Well done. I'm, yeah, thank you. To be honest, it's um, I probably quite like it. <laughs> That's the annoying thing. I like detective Wait, games. You know what? We I, well, I'm finding creepy. I don't know if your son has ever watched. Is it Dora the Explorer? Oh, Dora the Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Dora the Explorer. face looks like Dora Explorer, but a butt. <laughs> A little bit, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Dora the Explorer's been around for a while, yeah. I actually have a friend called Dora, that's the reason I know it, Um, and um, uh, she lives in Hungary, and I remember the very first time meeting Dora and saying, oh, the Explorer, and she had not a clue what I was talking about, and probably has heard it many times since. I can't believe Um, you haven't said that, you have gone down in my estimation. You're the the person that says these things to people. I deliberately bite my tongue, it's like, they've heard that a thousand times, I'm not going to be that guy. If, If I'm honest... I normally bite my tongue. I'm normally the the bite the tongue guy, but because I knew she wouldn't get it, I was like, I can get away with it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay, next up. Stonebot Studio have showcased The Last Friend for the Nintendo Switch. It's a tower defense brawler. Uh, the demo is also coming soon. It's coming at the end of the month, September the 30th. So uh, this one... Um, it was announced a while ago, actually, way back in 2018, um, and it was planned for a couple of years ago, but um, they've spent a bit longer on the development of it. Um, what's your kind of thoughts of this one? Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... 
it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I have to admit to being slightly interested in this. The combination of tower defense and brawler is one that I can't think I've seen before. I've seen lots of tower defense games. I've seen lots of brawling games. I mean, side-scrolling beat-em-ups with their two a penny. I can't think of anyone that's mashed to do them together. So this could be kind of cool. I, I I like the idea of it. I like the animation. And you're basically going around, you're saving dogs in a post-apocalyptic world because apparently nuclear holocaust happened and we've got some surviving humans and some mutants and the mutants want to eat the dogs. So you're out to save the dogs. That's basically the story. Why not? Sure. Yeah. What, do you, what do you make of this? I can see at the trailer there's like, a, I think the official weight is a butt ton of awards. <laughs> is that right? A butt it's, ton of awards on uh, the bottom of it? I think so. But I mean, yeah. I mean, that that kind of um, ties in nicely um, with the last game. Um, but yeah, I um, I do think this looks quite cool. I must admit, I'm not sure if I'll play it or not, but it does seem like the kind of game that you would pick up and then end up playing far too much because it feels like there's a good sort of path for progression in this. You know, you'll always want to do better than you did previously, like a Plants vs. Zombies mobile game almost, where you, you know, you want to just keep, just see if you can get that through that next stage. Um, and I think the brawler bit is really cool. I think it's a, it's a really nice combination. Like you, I think the artwork is good as well. I'm excited to see people make of this i think they'll do quite well out of this and the demo is a good thing as well because it means we have a chance to you know have a have a shot at it without having to commit but i think it'll do all right Uh, it is out at the end of the month as well which is good all right you ready to be big brain i'm ready to rant on you go Oh, here we go. Ron, I knew you were going to rant about this. I like this. <laughs> Nintendo Showcase Big Brain Academy. It's Brain versus Brain for the Switch. It's a multiplayer brain test minigame and it's coming out on the 3rd of December 2021 for $24.99. Don't tell me. You're going to tell me how this does nothing for the brain. Uh, yeah. Can I, am I allowed to rant about it or do you want me to just sort of don't be nice and polite? And just do what you talk, like. Talk about the positives. I'd rather you rant it. Thank you. Whoa, this is not brain training. This is brain training to play a game. I mean, it literally changes you to play the game better. It does nothing for your brain. However, that aside, it actually looks quite good. I mean, it's basically, it's just brain training. I presume everybody that's listened to this podcast has probably prayed, prayed? Has probably prayed. prayed. for more brain training. <laughs> yeah, a brain training game in the past. I mean, they've been kicking around for donkeys. I've had them in the past because they're quite good fun. They are just good fun, stupid games. And this time they're adding multiplayer. And they're, I, th- I think there's online, but the, the trailer shows you the, the brother and sister sitting with a switch between them in the kitchen table and the sc- screen is split in half half looking one way half looking another so they can play games against each other and actually I watched that going I want to do that that looks fun yeah yeah I, I like this I think this is cool I think twenty four ninety nine is a good price for this especially if it's something that you can play I think mini games are fun I like the the brain training games on the DS I thought they were they were fun but like you say they're not you know, scientifically, they ain't going to make you smarter, but they're good fun games. And, and you know, they might, if anything, it might improve your quick maths skills thinking. And that's about as far as you could go with it if you really, really stretched, you, you know, stretch the truth. I'll so, grant you that. Sure. Why you not? Know, uh, you can definitely get, make you go faster, but that's about it. Um, but it looks good. Um, the multiplayer stuff is great. 3rd of December, right in time for Christmas. I could imagine playing this with somebody in the family over Christmas that maybe isn't a gamer but quite fancies this kind of game. I think that's exactly the right time to release it as well, do you not think? 
Yeah, I mean, this is very much something that's going to get stuffed into people's stockings at Christmas time because someone goes, oh, I re- remember playing that, or that looks like that's educational, let's buy that for little Timmy. Uh, or it's going to be, you know, it's going to crop up everywhere and I'm sure it'll be good fun. It just, it came out of left field. I mean, we were not expecting this, but I'll no. take it, why not? No, absolutely. Next up, Trigger Happy Interactive have showcased Turbo Overkill. It's a brutal cyberpunk first-person shooter. It's coming out in 2022. It's... um inspired by some of the classics like your quakes and your duke newcombs and your dooms and things like that uh, but it's got a cyberpunk aesthetic and yeah i kind of think this is i kind of quite like this again it's price related for me is that is the big thing you know if it's going to be 20 quid or less then great but if they're going to charge full price then i'm not so sure many people will buy it i don't think it will be full price though and i quite like the look of it I I don't know. Um, I love the fact that it's so over the top. I mean, you're running around with a chainsaw leg and a shotgun or various other guns. It looks it is it is hyper brutal. It is absolutely over the top, ridiculously hyper brutal, and it is an homage to all these original ones. There's lots of leaping around, side to side, blasting demons left, right, and centre with ridiculously big guns. It does everything that an old school first person shooter should do. But I don't like what they've done with the graphics. I, okay. I, it sort of looks like this game was made 20 years ago, but not that they've done it deliberately. I don't know what's wrong with it. I can't quite place my finger on it. Maybe it's just because it's early development footage that they've put into the trailer for it. But it just... It, it's it, it's missing lighting effects and depth and just it's missing a whole lot of stuff that make like modern games look modern, particularly in action sequences. I don't know. I really can't explain why I'm sort of a bit disappointed in the way it looks, but... I'm sure it'll be really good fun and it will make a lot of people very, very happy. So I'm kind of complaining about nothing. I'm just not a big fan of the way its, it's visuals have been set out. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I can see that. I, I think, though, that sometimes the cyberpunk kind of vibe can be a, not an excuse, but it can be a way to get around not having to modernise things completely because you can kind of go wacky and get away with it. And I, think there's I don't know. I mean, go, go watch the trailer and skip like a minute, eight seconds in. That just looks like the N64 to me. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. It, at that bit, as it pans across, that looks like N64 footage. Yeah, One but, minute and eight seconds. Go and have a look. Aren't they taking influence from that era though I mean isn't the whole point that this has got Doom and Quake and Duke Nukem vibes isn't that what they're trying to do because I mean yeah vibes is one thing but uh, I don't know I mean Uh, listen I'm just being grumpy Quake Quake still looks like a game from the 90s uh, or early 2000s but Quake was a game from the 90s yes I know but it plays amazing and people are playing it today going this is amazing this is still one of the best first person shooters new people are picking it up all the time especially the new Switchboard which is absolutely phenomenal I do wonder if they're tapping into that they're going wow Doom was amazing Quake was amazing the, the ports have been really good and I, I don't know I think there might be a place for this, but we'll see I mean I, I, I take what you're saying I just it's going to be a huge hit. Everyone's going to love it. I'm just going to be proved wrong as I usually am. It's fine. I don't know. You're not usually proved wrong. Right next up, we've got Tower Studios Limited showcasing Sociable Soccer 22 for the Switch, which is the spiritual spiritual successor to Sensible Soccer. Now, I recently got the Codemasters cart on the Evercade, which has Sensible Soccer on it, and it's one of my favourite games as a kid. I never owned it as a kid, apart from the Mega Drive later on, which wasn't such a great version, but the Amiga version was the version that you wanted, and it was the best most fun football game ever and it's still really fun it plays really well I'm in two minds about this this could be really good if they get the gameplay right because the top down vibes of sensible soccer are there 
but I am worried because we are yet to get a really good football game on the Switch and I include FIFA only because we haven't had a proper FIFA although FIFA still plays okay on the Switch it's still not the real full-fleshed FIFA so I, I've got high hopes for this but I feel like I might be disappointed <laughs> I mean I, I have never played uh, Sensible Soccer so I have nothing to compare it to but I also don't play um, FIFA or I think the last football game I played was probably uh, was it Proev? Proev, yeah, which would have been probably again 20 years ago playing with you a very long time ago with our bunch of mates that we used to do this thing with things with uh, when I vaguely remember beating you and you getting very angry as I really shouldn't have done. I I'd rather we didn't talk about that because <laughs> I think I then had a four-month stint in prison um, after being arrested for throwing the controller off your head. So, um, But yeah, I have no frame reference really, uh, to, to compare this to what the old one was like. So I'm just looking at this going... This is a really weird looking football game. I can tell that it's kind of a very arcadey interpretation of football, but the characters look kind of weirdly drawn. And I presume the fact they've got two or three of the models making the same gesture when they score a goal. They're like, they stand there with their arms up, shaking their arms backwards or forwards and look really weird. Is this something they used to do in the old game that they've tried to mimic in 3D now? Or what is going on? Why it's... is it so cheap looking? Is this... I don't understand. Well, ga- well the, the game's simple soccer does look cheap when you look at it now and it is all top down and, and, and it's very um, it's all about the gameplay really um, so yeah I guess they've just gone for that they said that they are going to be trying to push things further for the Switch version because this is a, it's on mobile I believe um, but they said that now that they're doing a PC version and a Switch version and a console version they're going to try and push things that little bit further so it'll be interesting to see what they do it all comes down to um, gameplay graphics are kind of irrelevant. If you've got a good gameplay in a football game, then it's you know frame rate is important, but the the, the actual graphics themselves, it's not really that important. Unless you're playing FIFA and you want the absolute true simulation thing, then then fine. But um, we'll see. We shall see. I hope it's good. I'm just I'm on the fence. Well, uh, you can find out in April next year. Yeah, absolutely. Bandai Namco are giving fans a free Splatterhouse Wanpaku graffiti theme for Pac-Man 99. So there you go. That's nice of them, isn't it? It is. I read that and went, what on earth is a Splatterhouse Wanpaku graffiti I'm assuming pack? assuming it's a reference to the old games, the old Splatterhouse games. I don't even know what they are, Mike, but I did go and Google it and I found a nice image from Twitter and I'm like, ah, okay, I get it. That's kind of cool. It turns Pac-Man into a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, Spider-House I'm sure was a light gun game from, from years gone by. Um, I Am 8-Bit are releasing a Spiritfarer Collector's Edition and Vinyl. So, yes, yeah, Spiritfarer is a very well-reviewed game and very popular as well. Uh, will you be buying the Collector's Edition, Al? I mean, I know the answer, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor gullible naive Mike. I mean, why would you even ask me that? <laughs> to be fair, the game is very, very good, but I looked at what you get for the money, and it is a random, interesting collection. For the first time in ages, they've, they're doing something different. Okay, mm. you get, you've got sort of vinyls and various bits and pieces. I'm going to have a rant in a second, but one of the things you do get is a one to one, in inverted commas, working replica of Everlight, which is cool. It's a little, I presume, a little glowing like night lights type thing from what I can just assume I mean obviously it's, it's a working replica well it's not going to be doing everything that Everlight does but I still think that's kind of cool uh, and you get like a constellation display box that doubles as a lantern so you put the, the light inside the box and it works as a little lantern I mean it's quirky and unique and different but they give you a 96 page Spirit Fair art book digital download card oh no that's not yes, good. they give you the Spirit Fair soundtrack, composer uh, soundtrack, 
uh, composed by Max LL. Digital download card. Mm, but you get a vinyl though, don't you? If you buy the £200 version, yes. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was quite annoyed when I started reading that. So, I mean, there, so there's two versions. There's the, the bog standard version, which I think is $40, and the collector's edition is $200. But $200 is quite a lot of money for a lamp and a box. Yeah. The um, the vinyl version, if you want to buy the vinyl version on its own, you can buy that for $40. So that's something. But um, yeah, it's still quite expensive for vinyl even. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's um, it's really cool collection, but it's for the rich. Next up, uh, Modder has added Mario Kart 8 courses to Microsoft's Flight Simulator. Um, that's kind of fun. It is. I actually went and looked. There's uh, videos on YouTube of them flying around some of these circuits. I don't quite know exactly how they've done it. I think they've somehow managed to rip the Mario Kart courts and uh, courses and there's a sort of a program online you can just chuck things into and it will convert them into uh, flight sim landscapes models I don't know what you want to call it and then you fly planes around it so it's literally people flying planes around the Mario Kart courses it's very cool I'm just waiting for Nintendo to issue their cease and desist yeah. because I can hear it coming in an airplane across the transatlantic yeah hang on <laughs> yeah, yeah there it goes uh, next up after nine years the Wii Mini is finally hackable because remember they had this little Wii Mini version which I always thought was quite cool um, no Mike I don't remember it I, I, where did this come from do you I remember it I have no memory of the Wii Mini I just completely it's passed me by it's got a little by. red outline on it and stuff yeah it's cool yeah I mean I've I looked like up it. now and it's awesome but I, did they ever market this over here is this a thing yeah I think it was over here I think it was quite cheap as well I'm sure it was like a really cheap system it's supposed to be 100 quid I was reading up about it after I was like this is cool and it was a 99 dollar budget version of a Wii that came out at the same time as the Wii U launched so they launched a Wii That's U right, and yeah. like oh, people are still buying Wiis let's put out this 100 pound version or 100 dollar version I don't know. To be fair, I kind of missed a Wii U launch. I wasn't paying attention to Nintendo at that point because I got fed up with it. And then I came back once my neighbour showed me the Wii U and I was like, oh, this is actually quite cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, carry on with your story. I don't know where I was going there. Oh, yes, it's it hackable. Hack. It's hackable now. So, so yes, this was the sort of the, the well, I guess the myth now that the, the Wii Mini was unhackable and, well, it's finally been hacked, Al. Yeah, well, it had no ports. It wasn't connected to the internet. It didn't have any sort of SD card. So people are like, how, how do we hack this? There's no way of even getting into the thing. So I don't quite know how they've managed to do it now, but I'm sure there'll be a video somewhere on YouTube of someone figuring out how to do it. In fact, there is a video of someone figuring out how to do it on YouTube. I actually watched a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't follow it, but yeah. And then they got the Mega Drive basically running on it. So wow. after all that work, hacking it, it basically is running emulator games, which I find quite hilarious. Yeah, it's just the journey <laughs> rather than the destination. Uh, Ravensburger have announced Super Mario Labyrinth. It's a Mario-themed maze board game. It's out now for twenty three ninety nine. I did spot this and I thought, this might be okay, depending on what the gameplay is like or the, the board gameplay, because we like a board game. It's probably, I don't know, Ravensburger can do some pretty serious stuff. I don't know. I haven't really looked into how difficult this is and what they're who they're aiming it at. But uh, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I mean, it reminds me of the Babe, Mike. <laughs> Do you remember, what's what's the next line of things again? You remind me of the Babe. What Babe? The Babe with the power of yeah. voodoo. Who do you do? Do what? Remind me of the Babe. I think it's the I'll only, stop there. It's the only David Bowie thing that you know more of than me. I it's know. Labyrinth. <laughs> Although I did, I have watched Labyrinth about four thousand times, but um, yeah, I don't remember the. I don't remember that. Well, but uh, anyway, so Labyrinth, I don't remember this, but apparently in the 1990s, Labyrinth was a big game, a big board game. Nothing to do with the movie at all. Mm-hmm. It's a board That's game with true. little spinny tiles that move around and, and you've got to like, somehow try and navigate your way, your way through it. Uh, and Ravensburger have decided to relaunch 
uh, a Mario version, which is currently for sale, uh, about 24 quid, I think. Yep, mm, 23.99. Yep, there you go, pretty much spot on. So you can go and relive your 90s nostalgia if you remember the game, and if you don't, well, probably worth checking out anyway. Uh, yep. Ravensburger, by the way, also make very good jigsaw puzzles. Yes, I know that. Uh, they are very good. Uh, Japanese brand uh, Gelato PK have announced a new fuzzy PJ range coming out on the 17th of September. What's a fuzzy P- PJ range? Is this as in pyjamas? The, the, the yes they are pyjamas and they are well fuzzy they basically look like you know super fuzzy kind of towel type material they do look super comfy and super cosy but you wouldn't catch me dead in any of that stuff they look like they would be perfect for my son let's put it that way but the I models they've got wearing them in the pictures look significantly older I'd wear them you know me I mean, I, I did go through a phase of only wearing onesies, so I'm quite happy with that. And that was only about 10 I years ago. I forgot that. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I'm going to bring back the onesie. Okay, uh, next up, uh, I love the way that this is actually pronounced in the game, or Ninjala as we used to call it, but it's actually Ninjala, um, have brought um, Hatsune Miku, uh, are, brought, are bringing a Hatsune Miku album. So this is quite cool, I think. Yeah, I mean, do you know who Hatsune Miku is? Because I, I do. go and Google him. I do, because I am currently doing a project, a musical project, which is uh, heavily influenced by the Hatsune Miku stuff. So would you care to explain to the audience what that is? Well, it's a, a virtual pop star, and it's got a very kind of specific sound to it, very kind of synthesised melodies, um, very kind of fast, upbeat almost kind of ravey vibe to it I guess but still pop music So is this like uh, anime meets the gorillas? Kind of It's but it's actually a pop star like people go to the concerts and things um, But it's not a real person right? This is no. an entirely digital re- re- yes. digital creation Yes And they're touring mm-hmm. and they're yeah. going to tour into Ninjala Yeah Yeah It's random It's cool I like it It is Well if you think about it ABBA are about to do a, a virtual concert because they're going to be projecting um, their their old versions of themselves, but they're recording the concert and people are snapping up the tickets for a custom-built venue in London for like nights and nights in a row. A friend of mine has actually been the backing vocalist for them, believe it or not. It's quite funny. I was looking at the announcement for this uh, this game uh, crossover uh, and it, it, I went through sort of the, the details that was coming and I went, I don't, I, I don't know what any of those words mean. There's literally... <laughs> But if you go to go to Nintendo Life and just put in Ninjala's latest crossover, Nintendo Life, look up the article. It's what I've got in front of me right now. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of bullet points. They literally are gobbledygook. It's like another language. All of it. <laughs> that is very funny. I mean, it's it's cool, though, because, it's, you know, Hatsune Miku has a huge following. Um, and I think for Ninjala, it, it makes sense because I think Ninjala is not a bad game. I just think it needs expanded and it probably has been because I haven't played it in a while it's just so it's cool that there is a bit of a crossover there as well so yeah yeah I'm I really need to try Ninjili I'm going to try and come up with different ways of pronouncing it Ninjili Ninjili what about it depends where you put the emphasis Ninjala uh, right to celebrate 10 years of Ninja THQ Nordic they're going to be doing a showcase hosted by Jeff Keighley on the 17th of September at 12pm or 8pm BST with six new games announced now there have been all sorts of rumours Al about what these might be there have been and actually you know what I was watching the announcement trailer about the announcement yep yeah yep, they did a trailer announcing the announcement but yeah. just get over it I watched that <laughs> and I realised THQ have done so many amazing looking games mm-hmm. and 
so many of them I also haven't even heard of because they've been on other consoles that I've not been paying attention to. Mm-hmm. But I now want to go and get Xboxes and Playstations and play all their games because they look stunning. And I can only hope that what comes out next is going to be just as good. My worry is that there are going to be nine games for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and there'll be one for the Switch. That's my concern. Time splitters? Oh, I'd be so happy if they did. I'd be so happy. I know you would. I know you would. I would probably literally cry. I mean, I would do what some of our patrons do when Pokemon announcements kind of happen. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. It would be a, a big one. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. We don't have to wait too long. It's only... Um, 17th? Nine days away. Nine days, yeah. yep. So we shall see what um, what happens then. Crisis Remastered Trilogy is no longer coming to the Switch, which is kind of sad, mm. um, but we can get Crisis 2 Remastered and Crisis 3 Remastered individually with physical release coming down the line. It just seems odd, you know, I'm like, you've gone to all that bother, maybe they just thought they're going to make more money out of selling them individually. I can only assume so, because you can literally buy them on PC. Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and the PS4 as the trilogy. Why why on earth would you not release the trilogy on the Switch? Instead, you're going to try and sell us each individual game for 30 quid. That's 90 quid to get the trilogy. Okay, you can buy the first one for cheaper than that now, but Mm. still, I'm so angry about this. I was never going to buy them anyway because I'm not a first-person shooter guy but i'm so angry so angry mike at the fact that they're trying to gouge us for no good reason i mean the only the only thing i could think is going oh maybe we can't fit all three games on a cart so put three carts in the box (laughs) yeah i I, to be honest this is one of the few times where i'm with you on your rant i do think this is just silly um and it's a shame because the first one plays really well on switch so just get on with it and do them because people People will appreciate it, but it's not going to happen. Well, you can still play them, but as you say, it's going to cost you a lot more. Uh, Peggy is updating its rules considering gambling. The changes are not going to affect old games, but if it did, it would mean that Pokemon Red and Blue would be an 18 because it encourages or teaches gambling. Now, I've never played Red and Blue. Um, My brothers have. I think you have, though. I have, yeah. There's a casino in it. That's why it's, right. That's why they're saying this. So you can go in and you can gamble in-game currency to get some more. Mm. There's a whole fun hole full of slot machines, effectively, in the game. And I, I'm, I don't actually know where to stand on this. I think, I think this is a good idea, because we do want to discourage gambling, and this is a way of encouraging it. But it does, when you put it in the context, sound a bit silly. Like, oh, Pokemon Red and Blue and 18. That just sounds dumb. To be fair, Peggy have clarified the position a little bit, saying that if you re-release an old game exactly as it is, you, it won't get a different rating. So at the moment, it's rated 12. It was rated originally PG, it got re-rated at 12 when it was re-released. I can't remember why, there was just something something in there. Bumped up to 12. But if they tweak it in any way, like change the game in some way, it gets re-rated as a new game, and that's when it gets rated as an 18. So if they just released Pokemon Red, here it is exactly as it was on the Switch. So say, uh, say we got um, a Game Boy Online, heavens forbid. If we got Game Boy Online and it was on there, it wouldn't get re-rated as an 18 because it would just be the same game. It's almost like you're hinting at a rumour. Now, next up, we have the Zen Family Dental. They're going to offer you a free dental clean if you win a one-on-one Super Smash Bros. Ultimate fight with the dentist. So, yeah, this is cool. I think this is fun. But they must be so good at this before they're offering this. I mean, uh, they don't really have to be. This is genius marketing. Okay, you basically got to live in Ashland, Massachusetts or be somewhere near Ashland, Massachusetts. So, 
quite a long way away from where we are, but we're talking about it. It is the best piece of marketing they've, I think, anyone's come up with. Zen Family Dentists. I now know about them. You yeah, know about them. Lots true. of people in the gaming community now know about them. And if you go along there, get your little butt kicked by a dentist, and then he gets some work, great. If you go along and you kick his little butt, then he's got a new client. And all he's had to do is give you one free clean, and you're now a client. So I think this is a wonderful idea. And it's cute, and it's fun. It's a nice story. So well done. Good on you. Uh, I've lost his name, but well done to you, Mr. Dentist. Dr. Tejasha. Dr. Zen. Kickstarter hand-drawn game guides are going to be taken down or has been taken down for copyright issues after <laughs> this is it raised $322,000 um, what was the copyright issue um, and when did Nintendo decide to sue them because <laughs> it's usually Nintendo <laughs> well uh, the first question is we don't know the second issue uh, second point is Nintendo didn't Weirdly, they, they have clarified saying that we've not been given a cease and desist. This is not Nintendo saying cease and desist. What they have said is they got very politely contacted by the solicitor of a developer who said, there may be copyright issues here. Can we talk about them, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ummed and they add and they thought, mm. and because of the way Kickstarter works, if they, they were nearly at the end of their, their, their window. So if they had left this dragging on, then the thing would have finished all the backers would have had to pay the money to Kickstarter. Kickstarter would then give the money to them. In order to then give them the money back, they could refund everybody, but Kickstarter keeps their chunk. So they'd been out of, they would have been out of pocket a whole lot of money that they couldn't afford. Right. So they basically went, well, we can't really leave it going. We can't. There is a mechanism in uh, Kickstarter to pause projects if there's sort of copyright issues, legal issues, mm-hmm. which you can do, but because they're so close to the end, they weren't sure that they'd actually managed to press that and get it through the Kickstarter mechanisms in time to not charge the patrons so instead or patron the Kickstarter backers so instead they went we're going to cancel it it's not gone but we're going to go cancel it we're going to go speak to these guys over here make sure that everyone's happy that it's all legal and then we'll start the campaign up again so it's kind of paused but it's not actually Nintendo issuing with cease and desist albeit I'm sure that will come down the line but for now for now it is just them being in their words abundantly cautious and just trying to make sure they don't themselves in hot water which is yeah. probably sensible yeah well well explained thank you for explaining how it all works at thq nordic who we're talking about again they're releasing two star wars physical double packs for 29.99 each you've got the jedi night collection which has got jedi academy and jedi outcast and you got episode one racer and republic commando my only complaint about this well i have a couple of complaints one is the price secondly it's the fact that you can buy all these games in a sale on the eShop quite cheaply so I think the price again is probably my second argument and the third thing is um, it's not Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2 which is what I would <laughs> I would buy but they're good games and there's some really good games in there the, the Jedi Academy games are good the racers good they're all good games but I just think the pricing's a bit off could they not put this in one pack for the same price and then I might have been more willing I don't know. I didn't think the pricing was that bad. And bear in mind, they're physical. So you can resell them or mm. keep them if you want to. Because, you know, these things go up in value. It's not like it's an eShop version. You're actually getting the full boxed experience from it. So I don't really have a big problem with this for once. I don't think I'm being biased because it's Star Wars and I quite like Star Wars. Maybe I am. I don't know. I feel like it, I feel it's £10 overpriced, is my feeling, my gut feeling on it. I think if... You, Twenty nine ninety nine for me. I would expect, like for example, Bioshock Collection was twenty nine ninety nine, and 
you know, when you compare that with... That is a fair point. I hadn't really put it in that um, context. And what was the other one from them that was also... Um, Borderlands. Borderlands was 2099. So that's where I'm looking at it and thinking... All right, now I'm grumpy. Yeah, you've swayed me, Mike. That's a good point. This is too expensive. What are you doing, THQ Nordic? Boo to you. I think that's the first time I've ever turned you on anything. Okay, next up, Switchport. <laughs> this is not good. The Switchport of Sonic Colors Ultimate, which we'd all been waiting for and talking about plenty, has, um, well, it's basically broken and it's causing all sorts of problem including, problems, including epilepsy, which is obviously not good. What do you mean it's not good? Surely everybody wants epileptic seizures. I, I mean, it's not good. There, there's... I mean, the problem for me is like, how? How did they make such a mess of this? This is th- even worse that this was a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is an, it's a weird story to try and follow because when the first um, reports of this came out, there was all this weird flashing and stuff going on and game breaking. But then it turned out that footage was being recorded from an emulator. It wasn't the actual you know, game running natively on the Switch and they were yeah. like, oh, it's just people messing around with it. But then after a little while, a couple of people went, no, no, this is actually happening on the Switch too and you've got various games um, outlets gone out there and have now recreated it on the Switch. So yes, the game is broken. 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 Uh, such I think a Sega, shame. Because Sega and Nintendo really need to get a patch out quick. Yeah, well, they'll have to because it's such a shame because that game is a good Sonic 3D game, possibly the best Sonic 3D game. So, you know, it's a real shame that they've not got that right. And you do just wonder, you know, given that they did announce it a while back now, you think, come on, get the basics right. Don't yeah, send out broken So game. much time for quality control. This is this is kind of fairly simple stuff. I mean, the characters doing all the, the stuff you'd expect of poor game design. It's falling through the landscape. It's not just flickering backgrounds and inducing you know, comas. It's, uh, it's mm. literally just... It's, basic bad building stuff that should have been picked up during QA. I mean, I have no idea what's been going on over there. Somebody yeah. needs to be boot up their backsides. Not good. My This will cheer you up. My friend Peppa Pig has got some gameplay and it's no. coming out on October the 22nd. Don't say her name. 2021. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not keen personally, but, um, but yeah, you going to buy this one? I'm going to go and eat myself a bacon sandwich right now. I'll take the grunt as a near thank you. Well, Uh, having said that, I mean, right, I I don't like Peppa Pig. But the premise of this game is, for a certain age group, actually quite good fun. And you get to make your own little Peppa Pig character. You put them into a Peppa Pig story and you act out these little Peppa Pig stories. I presume controlling things along the way. It's got all the voice actors. It basically makes little episodes that you're little character can be in and interact with Peppa if you're three years old it's probably the best thing in the world ever I'm not three years old I had a three year old and I hate Peppa Pig end of story there we go done alright next one uh, Stardew Valley has over uh, sold over 15 million copies now so you're one of those uh, copy owners as am I actually although I've, I've not played more than an hour but you definitely have I did. I played it a lot. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we have urged many people to play it in the past. I'm not surprised it's hit 15 million. I think it's deserving of hitting 15 million. Is yours physical or is yours digital? Digital. I, I don't think it was out physical when I, I bought my copy. Mm, yeah, no, mine's digital as well. But yeah, it, it is a great game and it's nice to see it getting the, uh, that sort of level of attention. It's nice to see it when indie games do so unbelievably well. Yeah. Because there are, there, there's so many really good indie games out there that don't get the credit. So it is nice when uh, when they reach these lofty heights. Absolutely. Finally, in our news this week, Oreo are launching Pokemon cookies in the US with some of them 
uh, being super rare. I wonder what would happen if you get a really rare Oreo cookie. Do you then have to frame it and keep it, preserve it? What do you do? I believe you sell on eBay for £3 million. That's what you're meant to do when you find rare things these days, right? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean... Come on, I mean, it's a cookie. It's never going to last that long in my hands. So well, it, it's a cookie, but it's an Oreo, which means I suspect it's going to be bulletproof, nuclear bomb-proof. It's going to last forever. I'm not making a, casting aspersions on Oreos, but they they're do also, seem to last rather a long time. They do, although they are, they are also um, vegan, which is great for me. So it means I can still eat them, which is... It's, it's kind of cool. I was reading through the, uh, the release of this. Sadly, they're only available in the States, at least yeah, for so now. we're not getting them. them. We're not. But uh, yeah, basically it's an Oreo cookie, but on the top of it, it's got a whole lot of pictures of Pokemon. And I read through the list. So, I mean, people who listen to the show know that I pretty much only played the original generations. So I went through the list of all the Pokemon that are appearing on it. It went Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Sanshu, Jigglypuff, Lapras, Dratini, yes! And then Cyndaquil, Sableye, Piplup, Snivy, Pinchum, Rowlet, Grookey, eh? Well, Mew! You, oh, Mew! I know Mew! Yeah, I know Mew. <laughs> Even I knew all the first ones you said. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, but there we are. If you want to get one, you got to go to America. Okay, like it, them all. it is time for the rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... Well, we talk about this rumour all the time, and to be honest, I think I did say this about three weeks ago, that there would be a direct in September, and I said it's because that is when the subscriptions cycle usually happens for your Nintendo Online subscriptions. Um, I think that will happen then. You're also in time for the, uh, and this actually ties into one of our other rumours this week, uh, for the launch of the OLED version in October. And um, I'm not going to say I told you so, but um, I did say there was going to be a right this month. You did? I mean, to be fair, it is it is another rumoured direct. We don't know for getting a direct yet. No, that's true. I could uh, still be wrong. <laughs> you could you could be wrong. And let's face it, we have been wrong about directs so many times. But now they are coming thick and fast. And I think our predictions of them are probably slightly more robust than they were when we were just hoping beyond hope to get one. And uh, yeah, if you get this right, I will happily give you the credit for it. I think there's a good chance that it's probably coming our way some point in the next few weeks. Yeah, I'm very excited about it, to be honest. Um, I think it's going to be great. And I like the September. I like the second half of the year because you're getting into the kind of Christmas stuff and, and you know, there's big there's big news, and there's big announcements. And yeah, um, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, we'll tie into it. In fact, I'll do, I'll do this now because it also the other big rumour related to that is um, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games heading to the Switch Online because, again, this is what I did say with the OLED coming, that it would make sense. And it would also make sense to be around about this time when the subscriptions are, are kind of being renewed. And and with the OLED's better screen, it makes sense for them to try and sell that by saying, well, actually, you're going to get to play a handheld experience. That's why it's worth you getting the new OLED because it's good handheld and blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, it does seem to be quite a hefty rumour. It seems to be everywhere in the last week or so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how well a uh, very small original Game Boy game is going to blow up for want of a better word to a really sizable switch screen these days um hopefully it translates very well but it could make for a terrible gaming experience i'm pretty sure that they will have nailed it however and they will get this spot on and it'd be very cool to get the game boy and the game boy color i owned both of them in the past I i'm actually excited down memory lane. yeah i'm excited there's quite a few really good titles on there and some of the mario games are amazing on the game boy they're so well done so i'm, I'm quite excited for that one i must admit I really hope we do get it. Um, Monolith Soft's website's going to be down for maintenance on Wednesday, September the 8th. Now, that's the first time 
since 2017 that that's happened, which coincided with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 coming out. And that follows rumours of a September Direct and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, that means that today it was down for maintenance. We didn't get a Direct today, but is this them preparing, do you think, for a Direct? It could well be. Although... I do wonder if there's been a lack of communication somewhere. <laughs> if there was supposed to be a direct and then someone didn't tell them that it had been pushed back a week or something along those lines. Maybe, maybe. I actually don't know if it did end up going down today or not. That was uh, We got this, Anton did these notes a couple of days ago. We're yeah. just very late at recording them. So um, as far as I'm aware, I've not heard any news about it. I did have a very quick Google around Tinta Webs before we started recording this. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I might have a oh, just, Mike, fill in some gaps here. Just waffle, and I'm going to quickly Google Xenoblade. Well, I can talk about Xenoblade because Xenoblade I did start, and I really love a lot about Xenoblade, but I didn't like the the fighting system on two, so I kind of gave up because I was finding it frustrating. Whereas apparently the prequel, which I forget the name of, which also came out on the Switch, um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two something something, um, that uh, has a different fighting scheme and it works really well so i'm really hoping that if there's a new xenoblade that the fighting scheme goes more towards that one rather than two because it's um yeah it was a bit tricky but it's also because i'm not very good (laughs) which doesn't help yeah i can't find anything so at the time of recording it doesn't look like anything has been randomly announced or dropped or um that we're overlooking Cool. All right. Multiple, uh, sorry, I've read that one. Established GTA reverse engineering project. I saw this. They've received a lawsuit from Take Two. So talk tell, talk us through this because this has been kind of everywhere this week. There's been a lot of news about this. And obviously we've talked GTA a lot recently. We have talked GTA a lot recently. So, I mean, it was inevitable, frankly. There was there was a, a group of, I think it's 14 programmers behind Project uh, RE3, I think is what they called it, where they're basically just trying to re, uh, reverse engineer Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City to make them playable on the Switch and other platforms. And it was entirely unofficial. It was always going to get shut down. And funnily enough, it has. So Take-Two um, have basically got their lawyers to send them a letter going, Oi, stop it. And none of us are surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not surprised. It's um yeah, it's if it's not Nintendo then, you know, there are other companies out there that are also going to do this thing too, but at least I mean this is di- this is entirely different. I mean Nintendo takes down sort of fan stuff that's entirely it's not unrelated, but they're not this is literally just taking an existing game and making it backwards at the same time as they're trying to, you know, make them forwards again and release into the market. Yeah. This is a dumb thing for someone to even try to do, whereas a lot of the stuff that Nintendo takes down is entirely harmless and fans just wanting to show their appreciation. Yeah, agree. Uh, and finally, in our rumours this week, this is my, uh, your favourite rumour of the week, Al, I am absolutely It is, sure. actually, genuinely. Um, Lego <laughs> have teased, no, I wasn't being sarcastic, uh, a new Nintendo set, and this one might be a giant question block. Would you, I can imagine that would actually be quite difficult, I would think, weirdly. I don't I don't know why I would think that would be almost more difficult than some of the other sets, but this idea of a giant question block, I bet it's quite difficult. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically, it is quite hard to build a question block from Lego. I mean, I know you could build it very, very simply, and it would be all wobbly and rubbish and look crap, but this is a properly designed Lego block with nice rounded corners to it, different textures and patterns, and it could be quite a good fun build. And the way they've got it in the little teaser trailer, it looks like it might be relatively sizable. It might be, I don't know, about 20, 25 centimetres each side. So this could be quite 
cool and would make a, an excellent piece sitting on my wall right here beside me. Uh, I am slowly accumulating a vast collection of Lego uh, and I think this might have to get added to it. Finally, some more good Nintendo Lego. Get rid of the Mario stuff. It's rubbish. Give us more <laughs> question blocks and this. Yeah, you have a nice net. I didn't tell you. My my other half bought another Lego Nintendo NES. Our house now has two of them. One that's actually built on the shelf and one that's been stored because she thinks it's going to be worth something. She's bought our second one as an investment. Wow. (laughs) It appeared at the door the other day. It's like, what's this? (laughs) I am hugely jealous. um, But also, if, if anyone in the world would have two and one for an investment, it would be you. Like... I mean, I can't even claim it's me because I, I only, I've got one as a gift, the other is hers, frankly. I mean, it's been hanging around I'm, with you too long. Yes, I know. Because <laughs> that is definitely a you thing to do. All right, let's move on. Uh, well, it's just me, but let's see what happens. If I, I don't even know if Al's prepared anything, by the way, so don't say anything. And let's move on to this week's quiz. I have so many questions. Yeah, I've not done a quiz, Mike. Oh. No, well, I haven't. I've not done a quiz, but I have come up with something else. Okay, because I figured right. it's like there's no point in a quiz. It's just it's just you and me, and you against you. Okay, frankly, you're already beating Anton, so I, I'm not going to do a quiz. Instead, <laughs> kind of. Anyway, carry on. You are technically. I mean, the points are 2019 in your favour, so <sighs> yeah, just, just don't complain. Mm-hmm. So instead, I've come up with a Nintendo themed. Would you rather? All right. <laughs> because on, why not okay. I'm just going to ask you a load of random questions and just see what your answer is and I'm okay. hoping you're going to be funny because you know no pressure but be funny people are wanting to listen to this I mean if people are looking for a funny podcast this is not the podcast they've chosen <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. right. if Go you've made it. it this far well done yeah exactly you deserve a medal okay um, if we you... don't, even, don't even have Anton Anton is normally the person that gives genuine sensible useful knowledge I mean I it's just you and me I know I don't know what I'm going to add to this conversation right come on then would you rather go for it alright we're going to start really simple really easy would you rather be Mario or Luigi Mario Mario um, well, Luigi's got a mansion well, he doesn't really have a mansion. He's just in a hotel. Um, uh, Mario's a lot of pressure on Mario. Let's go. Um, probably Mario gets a lot of cardio. He must be very fit. He also gets the princess. I'm going to go Mario. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. I am tempted to go Luigi, if nothing else, because I slightly resemble his body shape more. <laughs> That's true, I've yeah. always felt slightly. Are you trying so to suggest like... I, I resemble Mario's body shape? But either way, I'm going with it. Sure, why not? Yeah, cool. all right. I will go Luigi because, you know, otherwise it would just be awkward if we're both trying to squeeze ourselves into Mario's body. So, all mm. right, I'll go Luigi. All right. Would you rather race a real-life Mario Kart circuit or fight in a real-life Splatoon battle? Real-life Mario Kart circuit every time. I think a Splatoon battle could be quite good fun. Running it would around be fun. Paint, shooting each other with, well, like, basically massive it's, paintball. It's paintball, but extreme. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's extreme <laughs> paintball. But yeah, I'm, I'm all for Mario Karting. Uh, but yeah. I was thinking about this. Some of those Mario Kart circuits are absolutely terrifying and would you really want a blue spiny shell landing on your head if you knew that there was some safety mechanism in place so it's like in a kind of you know fairground ride almost but but it's, you're actually doing it if it was real life and you're actually going to get shot with things then obviously but splatoon is still quite bad you know it's probably going to hurt just a paint, lot though. but it's just, it's paint. just paint yeah now i'm still i'm going to stick with mario kart it's still cooler all right, cool. Uh, I probably agree with you. Okay, if you had to go to hospital, in fact, actually, I'm going to send you to hospital, Mike. You're going to hospital with a sprained eagle after losing a round of this quiz, okay? I mean, this is every week. Absolutely. Would you rather be treated by Dr. Mario or Dr. Robotnik? <laughs> mm, see, Dr. Robotnik could probably come up with some fiendish plan to get revenge on you and Anton. 
So that could be good. But Dr. Mario, uh, see the problem he's with got Dr. He's got the pills. He's got Welcome the pills. Dr. Mario's got the medicine. I feel like he's a bit pill happy. Do you know what I mean? He's one of those doctors <laughs> that's making a profit from the company that's given him the pills. It's like he's getting a kickback because he keeps throwing down these red pills. I'm, and I'm going to go with Robotnik. <laughs> You're going Eggman all the way, are you? Eggman, yeah. Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> Fair enough, I will go Dr. Mario because I don't like Dr. Robotnik. He just looks scary. Yeah. At least Dr. Mario's got a nice friendly face. Yeah, true. Um, would you he's rather selling you lots in... of pills and making lots of money, but, you know. I mean, that sounds like when I was a student. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> All right, next one. Would you rather wake up in the Mushroom Kingdom or in Hyrule? Are you still talking about being at uni? Um, <laughs> I think I would rather Mushroom Kingdom... Hyrule Mushroom Kingdom Mushroom Kingdom Hyrule's a bit scary There's a lot of scary stuff in Hyrule Like Hyrule itself is quite cool I must admit Like the, the actual If you're in the city parts It's it's cool But I don't I, Hyrule's too No I'm going to go Mushroom Kingdom There's scary stuff in the Mushroom Kingdom too But it feels a bit more like Less threatening <laughs> Weirdly <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was thinking about this and I still haven't come up with an answer. I don't know which way I want to go because Hyrule it seems like a really nice land to live in. Mm-hmm. It's just every sort of few millennia, there's some massive great big beast comes along and sort of just makes it dark or underworldy or mm. beasts rampage across it. And yeah, if I could live in Hyrule in one of the nice eras, that'd be great. Don't really want to live in it when it's under siege. Whereas the Mushroom Kingdom, I think it would get really annoying. I think that's the one thing. It would be annoying because you'd be constantly... But then... I'm going to stick with Mushroom, just for a laugh. Well, and now I'm intrigued to see where you're going to go with this next question. So, would you rather spend the night with all that that might suggest, uh, trapped in a room with Toad or one of the Koopa kids? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They're all annoying. Why would I <laughs> yes, want to... Yes, they are. Why would we be trapped with any of them? Um, <laughs> just Toad and no more. Only because I feel like Toad's got some tricks up his sleeve. He can be quite bouncy. Um, he can sneak in things. Ah, the Koopa Kid, no. Nah, no. I'm going to go Toad. Definitely Toad. Toad's kind of, you know, annoying. But, um, see, when I played Paper Mario, there's just Toads everywhere. And I was I didn't ever want to see another Toad again after I finished that game because there was like a billion of them. So, but I also feel like I got to know them. And they were quite helpful. I'm going to go Toad. I do find them highly irritating. It's the voice as well. I just I know. I, there's something about the toad. I just want to punch, <laughs> punch. Oh, it's just so annoying. But yeah. I would agree. I think if you told Toad to just shut up and stand in the corner, mm-hmm. he would. Yeah. Whereas the Koopa kids would be bouncing off the walls and tearing the room apart and just, yeah. just being generally really irritating all night long. And eventually, Toad would go to sleep peacefully and quietly. The Koopa kid just wouldn't. They'd be hyper all hopped up. They'd be drinking. They'd be chewing on the like the tea bags and the coffee from the the nightstand. They'd just be. Yeah, that'd be a murder. What you're actually saying is here, would you rather spend an evening trapped in a, I don't know, a room with Anton, a.k.a. the mushroom guy, um, uh, is, uh, or Toad, sorry, or, or would you rather spend the night stuck with me as in a Koopa kid? <laughs> I just up. had a really random thought. I, can the Toads take their heads slash hats off? Is that mushroomy bit a hat? I feel I've seen in the past. I feel like it is. It off. I, feel, I feel like I've seen that too, but I can't for the life of me think but um, I would think that could be useful I would just take it off for him and be like shut well, up I feel maybe slightly less irritating with that mushroom hat off yeah, I don't really. know why yeah okay well I'll go with Toad alright I've got one more for you then right so again you're spending the night in a hotel room with all that this might suggest with either Princess Peach or Rosalina 
Both of these feel incredibly wrong. I don't know why. I know they do, don't they? Um, <laughs> Princess Peach. I think probably just Princess Peach on the basis that Princess Peach would have some amazing stories for the amount of times she's been kidnapped. Like, can you imagine, you know, you could, it's like a whole podcast series and you could just sit and listen and she could narrate her life story and it would be all about, you know, her journeys and being kidnapped and eventually being rescued and, and all the stuff she's seen. It it could be its own series whereas Rosalina less so I mean I'm sure she's like the, 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 the I would say the queen of the universe I forget how she describes herself but she's basically there's an omnipotent power that rules the whole universe yeah but that's she, quite, she knows a lot of stuff yeah she does but but like also you don't you want to be there's too much stuff it's not you know in one night you're not going to get through that you're going to it's you just have more questions by the end of it whereas with Peach you're going to have the start and you're going to have the end and you're going to have the big bit in the middle where she talks about her experience with with Rosalina there's too much there. You're never going to get through a full topic. You're just going to come out of there with more questions than answers. Whereas with Peach, I feel you're getting a story. So I'm going to go the same answer, but for a different reason. I think Rosalina <laughs> is a bit boring, whereas I think Peach would be quite good fun. I can imagine if you're stuck in a room, you would have a whale of a time. Well, I you'd mean, just, look, you'd just be doing stupid stuff. I mean, she seems fun. She survived a lot of bad stuff, hasn't she? Really? So, you know, she's going to be, she's going to be like, she's necking the minibar. Rosalina's <laughs> going nowhere near it. You think so? I'm going yeah. to go with Peach, but for the reasons of she's going to read my podcast while I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's it. So, uh, Thank Mike, you. I'm going to theme that you've won the quiz this week. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am the winner of the Would You Rather Nintendo themed event. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, we will be back next week. I'm not even going to do the usual go and check us out here, there, and everywhere. You know where to check us out. Al, do you want to mention the website? Um, sure, I guess. We have one. You can find it at nsukp.co.uk. That'll do. Or, uh, no, that's it. Oh, pay, no, pay, Patreon. Go have a look at Patreon. Oh, yeah. We have a page on there yes. too. That is very true. And actually, if you do want to come and join us, please do, because it is a lovely, vibrant community. But we'll uh, we'll tell you all about it next week. We feel I just feel like today, I just want to get to the point. And I think we've got to the point with all the stories. There was actually quite a lot to get through. Um, so we yeah well um, done for putting up with us idiots yeah thank you and um, we'll, we'll be back for another episode full episode in a week's time and our Patreons will have some extra stuff this week for them as well uh, in fact it'll probably be less than a week's time because we're at Wednesday already so I would think probably four or five days from now so until then stay safe we'll see you soon goodbye cheerio question are you going to add Anton's au revoir at the end I was tempted but I'll just do it au revoir <laughs> <laughs>